This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 171, baby. Oh yeah. In today's episode, I speak to Dan the Man about driving not the most interesting subject in the world but when do we ever talk about interesting subjects remember all of the rock and roll vocabulary is on the website rockandrollenglish.com slash episode 171 um, and there are some other things i probably should tell you but i can't remember one thing i definitely do want to say though is at the end of this episode dan the man and i have a little argument like usual and i want your opinion Okay, because as you know, I post this episode on Facebook and Instagram on a Monday. So please let me know what you think about the argument. Okay, do you do it? I know this makes no sense now, but at the end of the episode, it will. And I will speak to you again at the end of the episode. Here is the conversation. Happy listening. Dan the man, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Always fantastic, Dan. Always fantastic. And now, well, I think I could possibly become even more fantastic, be feeling amazing because the question on everyone's lips. So there's some nice rock and roll vocabulary there. The question everyone's asking themselves is, how was your salsa lesson? Because people may know the last time Dan the Man was on the podcast, he mentioned he was starting salsa. Looking at Dan the Man, he's not really a salsa dancer. So, how was it? Well, I'm not really a dancer. We'll stop. Forget, forget salsa. <laughs> Dancing. Um, it was. It was actually surprisingly enjoyable, but it was extremely, extremely hot. So, I I had already arrived slightly sweating, but then five minutes in, <laughs> just just because he was just nervous about the situation, so he was sweating. So just so people know, sweating when water comes out of your head because you're too hot. I can just I I bet you had been sweating for about three days before. Yeah, but it was more on my back anyway. So it was extremely hot, and um, there was a lot of people in this very very small room, and Mrs. Danderman was insistent that we were in the middle of the room near the instruction where the air conditioning wasn't so i was sweating profusely and so it's a nice rock and roll vocabulary they're sweating profusely like a lot like more than a lot yeah but you yeah normally that's only used of sweating though isn't it i've never yeah. really heard that outside of anyway. collocation that's called dan collocation yeah there you go but um yeah basically we were, we were doing the salsa Obviously, my French is not very good, so all the instructions were in French. I was, <laughs> I was relying on visual cues from other people who couldn't dance as well. So it was just a bit of a, well, it was a nightmare. But then halfway through dancing, the woman who was sort of running the show turned to me and said, "Don't be so scared," because obviously I looked terrified and I was sweating like a pig. It was it was good though. It was good, but so some nice rock and roll vocabulary again. Sweating like a pig again. Sweating a lot. Um, it doesn't sound so good. Everything that you've just mentioned, but you know, as long as you had a good time, that's all that matters. Just don't be so scared next time, okay, Dan. Just relax, okay. Well, it felt fantastic going home. Let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> 
we are looking forward to lesson number two. Um, anyway, Dan, how do we usually start the show? With a review. Do you think we have a review? Yes. Yes, we do. And it's from Krupa Mihali. Again, apologies for the pronunciation. And it says, Dear Martin Johnson. Okay, that's just missing the T from my surname. That that has been something that has followed me all throughout my life. My surname without a T. I'll never forget I won Players Player of the Year under 14s, okay, when I was obviously 14. A big, big trophy, big important trophy to win. I've still got it today, and the name is Martin Johnson. It's okay, oh. though. It's okay. Never mind. Um, and it says, do you think we have a review? Um, which obviously we do. I have been meaning to write you a lovely review for a long time. Some lovely present perfect continuous there. Worry not. I gave you five stars. That is what we want, baby. Um, I am so glad I got to know your podcast as it made my English learning much more fun while I still learn lots. I also love your guests except for Dan the Man, who is as boring as Brexit. <laughs> I do it for the reviews. Thank you. Boring as Brexit. That is absolutely brilliant. Although it does have a smiley face next to that. Okay, I, I, I so. actually take that as a compliment because Brexit is probably one of the most exciting things to happen to British politics ever. So thank you very much. Well, you know, interpret it as you want, Dan the Man. I certainly wouldn't like someone calling me as boring as Brexit, but each to their own, as we say. So each to their own means everyone likes different things. But you've got bigger problems because people don't even know your name. So <laughs> Also true. Also, we've all got problems, Dan. We've all got yeah. problems, OK? Um, and it says, ever since I got to know rock and roll English, I keep recommending it to my friends. Good work. And I hope they will take my advice and listen to your bollocks stories. Thank you. If I may give you some advice, I would recommend you talk about your favourite British books, films and bands so we can learn English from other sources as well. Cheers, mate. Mishy. So that's obviously his nickname, Mishy. P.S. This is the best bit for you, Dan. Dan is not that bad. So I'm still bad. <laughs> but you're not that bad. But just not that bad. Yeah, you're yeah. just not that bad. That's the positive thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, thanks for that review, Mishy. Um, so, Dan the man, do you know what we're talking about today? Books. Uh, no, <laughs> although that was a good guess because that's something we have done recently. Um, talking about something which is, which is not really connected to anything, which is driving. Dan, how do you feel about driving? When was the last time you drove a car? Are you still capable of driving a car? Yes. Listen, I, I drove my sister's car at Christmas. Okay. Um, well, because I went back to England recently and discovered I'm probably not capable of driving a car in England anymore. I can drive a car in Italy. Oh, really? But uh, in England, had had a couple of problems. One is the side of the road. Another big problem I had was, I'm starting straight off with a story here. We will get to some interesting things. I was um, dropping off um, Mrs. Rock and Roll English's sister and Mrs. Rock and Roll English's mum and dad were in the car because they came with us, accidentally hit a curb. So the curb is like the thing which separates the road from the pavement or maybe the sidewalk, as the American people will call it. The tyre burst. So when it burst, what? all of the air went out of the tyre. Oh, my God. Can you even change a tyre? 
good question and the answer to that question is no i cannot change a tire or the wheel you have to change the wheel not the tire dan you have to change the wheel i bet mrs uh, rock and roll english's dad immediately just went because oh, he knew he would have to change it yeah he changed it he did a great job of changing that i did a great job of just watching him um so then the next day we had to go and buy a new spare tire which my mum came she kindly paid it wasn't so cheap and then when we left the garage so we're leaving the mechanic right oh god after just changing the wheel and then there were no cars around this is the problem and then when i went to when I came out of the garage, I just went on the wrong side of the road and was driving on the wrong side of the road after just getting out of the mechanic. <laughs> was anyone screaming? Everyone, everyone. Didn't do a lot for my confidence of driving. Basically, everyone saying, what the fuck are you doing? Five minutes later, you're in the back of the car and someone else is driving, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So there's, yeah, basically, so I burst a tire and then was driving on the wrong side of the road. I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't quit though, Dan. The best thing to do is when, when you fall off the horse, get back on it. So there's a, another term that we use. So if you do something wrong, basically, get back on the horse and start doing it again. Okay, and that's what I did. Um, so now the story's out of the way. I do have some fun facts about driving mm-hmm. because I, a student told me recently, Dan, they listened to episode 50 that we did. So a long time ago, and they told me some interesting facts. And I thought, fuck, we used to talk about interesting things. Let's get back to talking about interesting facts. Hey, well, you put a lot of pressure on this episode now because it has <laughs> to be interesting. <laughs> well, the facts are interesting. OK, okay. Um, so obviously connected to driving um when you obviously drive too fast you get a speeding ticket from the police because you go too fast and apparently the first ever speeding ticket was in 1896 in britain a man called walter arnold when he was driving eight miles an hour (laughs) how do you even measure that that's so slow that's difficult to measure well Exactly. Apparently, the speed limit was two miles an hour, which I'm pretty sure is walking. Walking speed is three miles an hour. So if you're walking, you were going too fast. I don't know if they gave speeding tickets for walking fast. I don't know how it worked. Have you ever had a speeding ticket? Never had a speed. Never had any trouble with the police for driving. How about you, Dan? Uh, Once. Yeah. Oh, Dan, you're such a rule breaker. You're a criminal, Dan. No, it was actually within the first two years of driving as well. So basically, you kept that quiet, though. You never told me about that. You used to tell me how much of a wonderful driver you were. You kept that very quiet. So when I say you kept it quiet, you kept it a secret, well, basically. I don't think that's the mark of a good driver, driving slow. It's whether you're in control. I mean, you're the one hitting curbs and well, driving on the wrong that- side of the road. Well, that's different because I have to move countries. You know, I'm international. I'm an international driver, Dan. You're just a driver in England. And even I, then, I, you get speeding tickets. I've driven in France. I've driven in France. Sure, I hit something, but that's not the, that's not the point. <laughs> exactly. It's not easy being an international driver, baby. Um, so another fact I have here is that um, the average driver, I don't know where, it didn't say in England or anything like that. It just said, we spend five months of our lives waiting at traffic lights. How does that make you feel, Dan? Well, I don't spend any time waiting at traffic lights. So I mean, it's not, I don't feel too bad, but I, I, but I used to hate um, traveling to work in my car. I mean, I used to hate it. 
every day, 20 <laughs> minutes. I just, yeah. I now drive to work and it takes me 20 minutes. <laughs> so. is, is, this, is this because you're scared of the bus driver? Also, that that's one of the reasons, yeah. But now I drive, and yeah, driving here is just n a nightmare, especially at traffic lights, because it just goes from red to green. Like when you have to go, mm. it just goes. So you're waiting, it's red, and then it goes green. In England, it goes like red, yellow, green. So you have that moment just to obviously get yourself ready. But because it just goes green, if you're looking the other direction just for one second literally one second the car behind you eh, 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 someone shouting well in italian like what the fuck are you doing and it just puts you under so much pressure and you're always just flustered so when you're flustered you're kind of like oh, oh, oh my god and it's just a constant it's constant stress yeah I, I wouldn't like that either i don't think yes it is very stressful also when you're on the motorway and the car behind you decides to drive like three centimeters behind you we actually use that term as driving up your ass and that's a very common thing here drivers driving up your ass even when there's a car in front of me i think look there's a car i'm waiting for this car to move stop putting me under so much pressure i remember being in a car with you in rome and i remember thinking why do they even have lanes here because no one drives in lanes so lanes are the like where the lines are so on a road you might have two or three lanes um and yeah it's just a free-for-all sometimes so a free-for-all everyone just does what the fuck they want um so another fact i have here is that um 53 percent of car owners wash their car once a month while 16 one six percent never wash their cars what one do you what category do you fall into down the man i never looked after my car too well um because i didn't pay much money for it so i didn't think it was worth really looking after so maybe once a year yeah, that that is exactly how often I wash my car. In fact, my one year anniversary of having my car recently passed. And that was when I thought, fuck, I think I'd better wash this. So I think I'd better wash it. It's a, probably a good idea after a year if you wash it once. But I think it's worth paying the two euros or whatever it is to just oh, take cool. it to... No, you, well, I do. I mean, you don't like spending money, so... Oh, I pay 10 euros, okay? Got it washed inside and out. I'm not fucking cleaning the car. What do you think I am? <laughs> I actually, speaking of cleaning cars, used to go car washing when I was a child. I used to knock on people's doors and say, would you like your car washed? Me and my friend, we used to knock on about 100 doors and then maybe one person would say, yes, okay, and they would give us one pound each. <laughs> Don't spend it all at once. Well, exactly. So I think that put me off for life. So it put me off. It made me think, mm, I don't think I ever want to do that again. But speaking of dirty cars, apparently in Russia, again, I know we have a lot of Russian listeners, so please correct me if this is wrong. It is a criminal offence to drive with a dirty car. Again, I got this from a website. So I don't know if that's true, but if it is, I would be fucked in Russia. <laughs> well, in England, it's illegal to have dirt. A lot of dirt on your um, lights, isn't it? Oh, is it? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Again, when I owned a car in England, I think I washed that once a year as well. So I definitely had dirt on my l lights. The police have been trying to catch me for years, though, Dan. They can't get me, okay? Yeah. Hopefully one day. <laughs> Thanks. So another fact I have here is that um, in Pakistan, 
um, they set a world record by getting 19 people into a smart car. So I don't know if people know smart cars. They're the ones with like just two places. My immediate thought to that is... Why? Why? Exactly. What is going through your mind? Do you just at work one day, maybe you've got a smart car and you say to everyone at work, let's all go out to my car and let's just try and bundle in. So when you bundle, it's when you just sort of all jump on top of each other. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah. I, I don't, the world is a strange place, Dan the Man. The world is a strange place. Um, apparently, there is also a car that was, well, that they created, I don't know who they are, that was fueled by cappuccinos um, because they wanted to do it as like renewable energy source. Um, and the coffee apparently is used to make the gas. And it takes apparently 56 espressos to do one mile. What are your thoughts about that, Dan? It's fucking expensive. I use petrol, thanks. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Um, they also used a hilarious gag. So a gag is a joke when they called it a carpuccino. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> what a gag. What a gag. Um, anyway, that's enough of the facts. Yeah. I have now a modern day problem for cars. Well, I say modern day, ever since I've had a car, this has always been a problem, um, is when you're driving the car and your phone falls under the seat. Oh, mm -hmm. God. What it's, are you doing with your phone in your hand, though, Martin? That's the big question. Well, you know, you're driving your car, your car's in your pocket. No, your car's not in your pocket. That would be difficult. Your phone is in your pocket. You feel it vibrating, so you maybe get it out. Obviously, don't talk on your phone when you're driving, okay? Maybe pass it to the person in the passenger seat. So the passenger seat is the one where the the other seat, not the driver. And then you try to get it. You haven't really got a good grip, so you can't take it very well, and it falls under your seat, and you just think, that's it. That's gone now. I can't, I'm never getting that again. Why wouldn't you get it back? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, because it's just a fucking nightmare to get back. You have to you have to stop. You have to look under the seat. Then it's difficult. Then you might have some shit under the seats. Anyway, you find like a bag of crisps from two years ago. It's just a nightmare. I thought you cleaned your car once a year. How come <laughs> you're finding crisps from two years ago? I don't clean under the seats, Dan. Come on. <laughs> well, whoever you're paying 10 euros, you might want to go and say to them, listen... I paid you 10 euros and I found a bag of crisps in my car. <laughs> I want my money back. Yeah. Um, no, that's only a recent thing. Now I'm living the high life, which uh, we, a term we had recently, living a great life. You know, I'm, I've am i got so much money now, Dan, that I can afford, uh, <laughs> I can pay 10 euros to clean a car. In the past, didn't have that luxury. Money bags. Nice rock and roll vocabulary there. Money bags, it means when you have lots of money. And when you can pay 10 euros to wash your car, believe me, you've got lots of money. Um, so one other thing that I think everyone does this. So you're driving your car, you're listening to music, you're having a great time, you're moving your head left and right thinking this is fucking amazing. And then maybe when there's a street that you don't know, you have to turn left or right or when you have to park the car and you immediately just have to turn the volume down because apparently that helps you see better is that is that what happens to you dan what right do you not turn the music down when like maybe if you're lost you turn the music down i don't know I, I, 
Possibly. I, I, that's a really strange question. Um, this happens to everyone. I want the listeners to actually tell me. So please comment. I always put this on Facebook and Instagram. When you're driving and when you have to basically concentrate, so you might be lost, you might need to park the car, do you turn the music down? Do you reduce the volume, basically, so that you can concentrate? Were you listening to loud music when you hit the curb? <laughs> Yeah, I had Mrs. Rock and Roll English's mum, dad and sister in the See. car and we were listening to like gangster rap. Yeah. No, that wasn't the case. It was just because the curb just came out of nowhere, Dan. That was the problem. <sighs> I don't know, bastards. That's what they do, isn't it? those bloody curbs hey um we've come to the end of our car journey now (laughs) did you see what i did there dan that was almost as good as the car pacino gag wasn't it almost not quite there but not quite and i can't even take credit for the car pacino one um it has been a pleasure as always talking about cars it really has it's one of my one of my favorite (laughs) subjects bloody love cars um anyway i'm sure we'll see you again soon yeah speak to you later bye bye okay so that was dan the man and me speaking about driving before we go on i want to tell you again i want your opinion do you turn down the volume of your car when you are concentrating when you have to i don't know turn left turn right or you're a bit lost or you have to park the car Do you turn down the volume? Am I the only crazy one or does everyone do this? Um, Anyway, let's look at some of that rock and roll vocabulary. At the beginning of the episode, I said to Dan the man, the question on everyone's lips is. So this is just a nice term to say this is what everyone wants to know. Then we had some sweating related vocabulary. So remember, if you sweat, it's when you do maybe some physical exercise and then water starts coming from your head. And if you sweat a lot, you can say that you are sweating profusely or sweating like a pig. I've never seen a pig sweat, um, but apparently they do and they sweat a lot. So that's why we use it, I suppose. Um, I also said to Dan the man, each to their own, when he said that um, he is happy about being called as boring as Brexit. Um, So if you say each to their own, it means let everyone do what they want. You know, if that person likes art, that person likes tennis, that person likes photography, each to their own. Everyone can do what they want. Um, We had the word curb as well, which, remember, is the thing I hit in a car and is the thing that separates the road to the pavement or the sidewalk where the people walk at the side of the road and then you have the road. You have that just little bit that's a bit lifted up, let's say. I had a bit of difficulty explaining that, but I hope you understand. Um, We had the term burst when I said the tyre burst. This happens to me on my bike as well. You have the tyre, the bit made from rubber, the black bit of the wheel, and it can burst and go and then the air will start coming out and going and you think, oh shit. And that's exactly what happened to me. And we had the term get back on the horse. So if you have difficulty doing something, maybe if you have an accident, like on a motorbike, for example, you fall off the motorbike, maybe you are scared. But the best thing to do is get back on the horse immediately, because the longer you leave it, 
the more scared you will be. Um, I also said to Dan, the man, that he kept the fact that he had a speeding ticket quiet. You kept that quiet. And that's obvious. I imagine, well, I'm sure you know the meaning. I just try to highlight these things to you, okay? That's what I feel a teacher's job should be, to highlight things to you. I then spoke about driving in Sicily and said you're always flustered because people are hitting their horns. So when you're flustered, you're a bit like, oh, God, what am I going to do? This is when you are flustered. And we had the term driving up your ass. So if you're driving on the motorway, and someone's driving very close to you. That is driving up your ass. And we had the term lanes, um, which is important for driving. That's like the um, lines in the street that separate the different lanes. Um, And then I said sometimes here in Italy, it's just a free for all. So there are no lanes and people just go crazy. It's a free for all. Just do what you want. Go crazy. I then spoke about how washing cars when I was a child put me off for life. So it made me avoid washing cars for life. Um, We also spoke about getting 19 people in a smart car. And I said the people just go and bundle in. So when you bundle in, you just jump in and jump on each other. At school, this used to happen. Someone would be on the floor. Another person would jump on him. And then someone would and then someone would shout bundle. And then everybody would just jump in. We had the term gag, which remember is a joke when we had the cappuccino car and then it was called the carpuccino. So that is a gag. We also had the term passenger seat, which is the name of the person not driving the car, the passenger. That is called the passenger seat. Again, that makes sense to you. I'm just highlighting it just in case you didn't know that word. We had the term again, living the high life. So living a fantastic life. And then Dan the man called me money bags because I can pay 10 euros to get my car washed. So if you say to someone, oh, look at you, money bags, it obviously means they have a lot of money. They have bags of money. Anyway, remember all of this rock and roll vocabulary is on the website, rockandrollenglish.com, episode 171. If you want a podcast every day, rockandrollenglish.com slash family. And remember to let me know if you turn down the volume of your car when you are concentrating. Have a great week, everyone. I will see you next week. But in the meantime, just keep on rocking, baby. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.